Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. And this is Episode 8 of LDL Letters. The Latter-day Lesbian Midweek Mail Podcast. And when say we say male, time. it's like male or female. It's M-A-I-L, <laughs> you goofball. <laughs> we could also mean um, non-binary. Yep. We they, could. They, them. Yeah. We are gender inclusive here. It's, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yep. Today is rather a long letter, as a matter of fact. So I think I'm going to be talking the whole time. Well, well we're going to... Surely I will interrupt. <laughs> That's kind of what uh, I do. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> God. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you will. We will discuss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is kind of cool because this letter is from a 16-year-old from the Netherlands, actually. Ooh, one of our international listeners. Thank <laughs> yep, you. Indeed. She, is that also um, Holland? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that as she was writing this, she was wearing wooden shoes? <laughs> <laughs> what, and smoking a joint? Are you going to get like get all the stereotypes going? Oh, do they smoke in the, the Netherlands? Amsterdam's that... a pretty big hotbed, oh. so to speak. I'm, I'm just going with the wooden shoes. Okay. I remember that, And um, there are windmills everywhere? So, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. um, but my parents... Get out all the stereotypes. Uh-huh, I'm good at that. My parents, um, growing up, we had these wooden shoes that were purchased in the Netherlands, but they were they were on display. They weren't like shoes that you would wear. Yeah. And they would get so mad because I insisted on putting on these wooden shoes and clomping around the house. And they're like, oh. those are not shoes that you wear. I wonder if they still do the tradition of putting them out at Christmas time. Because that's I know, how you we get did. like We did that when treats. we lived in Germany. Uh, oh, is it, it the same idea? St. Nikolaus. Yeah, you put... Uh, is it wooden shoes in Germany too? No, you just oh. put shoes out. Oh, man, that makes your candy stink. I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 at least in summer, my shoes are nasty. That's Am I true. oversharing? Um, yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, so this girl asked us to change her name. Okay. So we did are... you did you come up with a really good Holland name, Heidi? Is that Dutch? I always thought of that as more German the or hills Austrian. Are alive. No, that was nope. Maria. What's a good Dutch name? <laughs> uh, um, I I really couldn't tell you, but I called her Jill. Oh, well, that is not <laughs> Hollandaise. Hollandaise. <laughs> Jesus. Guys, I'm on one this morning. I'm sorry. I'm kind of on one. Please do not take offense at anything I'm saying. I just um, came through a bout of depression and now I'm manic. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is fun. We really should do an episode about depression and anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Because Shelly struggles. Mm, Yeah. Yep. I'm not ashamed to tell that to the world. I do struggle with depression and anxiety. Yeah. Possibly some manic thrown in there. Right. There may be a little bipolar. Yeah, and you got I have some... a bunion, so... Okay, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, let's get back to the letter. So Jill is 16 and has been through a lot, spiritually speaking. She put herself on her own journey, and uh, her parents didn't necessarily encourage anything one way or another. And for some reason, she just went on this sort of soul-searching journey and tried on all this stuff. Here we go. Hi, Mary and Shelley. My name is Jill. I'm a 16-year-old girl from the Netherlands. Hi, Jill from the Netherlands. (laughs) I discovered your podcast three weeks ago through YouTube and have been listening to all the episodes since. Never in my life have I laughed and cried so much to a podcast. And then she says, probably because I don't really listen to podcasts often. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad we converted her. Yeah, I actually don't listen to that many podcasts either. I I listen to some. Do you listen to any podcasts? Um, If I had any free time in my world. I really don't have much free time these days. I spend, when I'm in my car driving around, I spend that time um, replying to friends who have Marco Polo'd me because that's really the only chance I get to, you know, stay in touch with people. It's, yeah, we're so damn busy. We are really busy. We've got to find a solution here to to this busyness. Mm Mm-hmm. Cloning? Okay. Okay. All right. Even though my story is completely different, some aspects are kind of the same and hit me hard. I grew up atheist, kind of. So she says grow up, or grew up rather, atheist. She's all of 16 and has been through a lot of different things. My parents kind of believed in God, and she says I'm not even sure, when I was younger, and till age seven, I went to Sunday school for a little while, but I never believed in God, and I mostly just enjoyed it because of the creative things we did. We did go to church for a while, but Christianity and stuff wasn't really discussed. So for me, I just felt atheist most of my life. But when I was 12 or 13, I found the paranormal very intriguing. Having the internet and YouTube right in my range, I started watching a lot of videos about it. Eventually, they became conspiracy theories. And me being a 13-year-old who was never really taught how to think critically and be aware of certain people, I believed it. I believed it all, everything she was watching. So one thing I want to say, wow, that's, um, at 16, that was not even on my radar religion. 13. 13. Jesus. And I don't know why, maybe because I was already Mormon and it was like, well, that's just what you are. There is nothing else out there that's true. So stay with Mormonism. Yeah. Still, that's pretty mature of a 13 year old to want to discover something. And considering her parents were atheists or she grew up atheist up until that point, that's kind of different to want to see. Maybe her friends were in various religions, and so she was like, what's what's that all about? Maybe sure. she was curious. I know. Yeah. That's interesting. She kind of became a conspiracy theorist from mm-hmm. watching YouTube videos. Thanks, YouTube. <laughs> she believed we lived on a flat, disc-shaped earth surrounded by the firmament, made by a god who the satanic government was trying to hide from the general public while they were trying to poison us and dumb us down. So they could eventually usher in the new world order. Sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not a flat earther, by the way. Okay, go ahead. No. Yep, I believe this with all my heart and even had the audacity to call other people stupid for not seeing it. Oof. So I started to believe there was a God and the Bible was true. I became a Christian. Sounds about the right journey. Yeah. (laughs) From conspiracy theorists. To Christian. To Christian. Cool. The hardcore, quote, born again, everything in the Bible is true type of Christian. Biggest mistake of my life so far, she says. Wow, Jill. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, she's got the rest of her life in front That's of her. That's true. At this point, she's maybe 14, 15? 16. 16 now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pay attention. No, no, no. I mean, when she switched to Christianity. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, pay yeah. attention, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going on. Can I go on? Yes, please. Okay. 
I gave up all of the things I once enjoyed doing and started to read and study the Bible every single day. Every day, I would spend hours watching hardcore Christian videos and reading articles. It was so hard believing that all the people around you who you love, your parents, your friends, your family, are going to a place I didn't wish my worst enemies because they didn't believe that Jesus died for their sins. Oh, that Jesus. (laughs) That is so messed up, but I believed it to be the truth. And what's worse is that I believed I had the power, the ability to change it. I prayed for the people I loved every single day. I always carried a weight on my shoulders that I could say something or do something and perhaps convert the people around me and save them. Yeah, you know what? That's something we haven't talked about much is that Mormons, uh, Christians, any of those religions where your belief is that people who are not of your religion go to hell, Mm -hmm. uh, that's a lot of stress. That's a lot of pressure, especially if you were to have a family member leave the church. And you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I have to get them back. What am I right. going to say? What am I? What which church video am I going to send them? Which um, you know general conference clip am I going to send them that's going to make them come back to the fold? Oh, that yeah. sucks. When I was a kid, super young, mm-hmm. uh, we used to pray for my father's soul every night. Have I mentioned oh, this on the podcast that's right. before? Um, no, just that he had passed away and that he wasn't a believer. Right. So imagine the letdown. My mother and I would pray every day. And you think he didn't like walk by my bedroom and see us doing that and probably knew that we did that. And that you were disappointed in him or... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your poor dad. So we prayed for his soul every single night. And then the feeling that he left without being a believer Mm -hmm. um, was crushing for me as a 12-year-old. 12-year-old. Yeah. God, religion, stop. Just be nice. Yep. Ugh. Then she says, but I didn't really like talking about my faith because, as expected, people would make fun of it. I had trouble talking about it and wanting to avoid conflict while knowing it could have changed someone's eternity, so the amount of guilt and weight I carried was enormous. She says, and it gets better. Being a hardcore Christian, I believed homosexuality was wrong, as you do, right? Way to Mm -hmm. go, Christians. (laughs) In my conspiracy theory mindset, I even believed for a while that people chose to be gay because of the satanic media spreading the gay agenda, trying to get them away from God. And this is such a common belief. It is. I believe that. Yeah. And I was gay. I mean, I wasn't out yet. I didn't know I was gay, but Mm -hmm. for sure that was it. It was the gay people and the liberal media, the left-wing liberal media pushing the gay agenda to basically ruin the world. That's what you do. And now I am part of the gay agenda and ruining the world. Look how much media. I've ruined. And media. It's true. You're doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> you know how people say like the thing you're most afraid of is what happens to you? Boom. You manifested that shit, baby. I kind of like it. <laughs> now, right now I'm going to be afraid of being rich. Oh, I would hate to be rich. That would be the worst thing that could happen nice. to me was having like billions of dollars. Is that how you manifest it? You say it's the thing you don't want? Well, it's kind of the opposite of manifestation. Well, I always said I didn't want kids, so there you go. Yeah, now you got to deal with seven. <laughs> wow. It's been opposite day our, our entire true. relationship. That's true. <laughs> For some reason, I'm not sure why. Okay. I heard there was a lot of hate coming from some churches that being gay was a sin. But biblically, this wasn't the case. I believed God loved the sinner but hated the sin. At that time, I thought this difference was huge. So for some reason, I thought this would be a good idea to mention to my atheist friends one day. That was the day I let them know I was a homophobe. And she has like a little thumbs up sign. Yeah. Way to go. Way to go. And two weeks later, I started developing crushes on girls. Whoops. Ah. There you go. You see <laughs> oh, that? Oh, yeah. Opposite day. Opposite day. <laughs> she mm-hmm. manifested it. 
So being attracted to the same sex wasn't really a choice, huh? Hmm. She's thinking about this. Mm-hmm. I refused to tell anyone, and of course, I tried to pray it away, as you that do. It totally works, by the way. Mm-hmm. Totally works. But it doesn't. Still, there was nothing more that I wanted than to have a husband who would believe in the same thing as me and love me. I wasn't interested in heavy petting or kissing. Got that word, heavy petting. Did you see how she put it in italics to she like, make fun of it? <laughs> she did. Because <laughs> only Shelly says that yeah. still. Yep. Or even letting a boy touch me, and then she's in parentheses. I wonder why, huh? Mm-hmm. She, may be, she may be a lesbian. <laughs> so the thought of waiting for all that stuff until after marriage was just amazing for me. I thought it was very romantic, and it must be true love at that point. Mm-hmm. I never was attracted to boys physically, but the idea that a boy would believe in the same things as me made me really excited. So I thought I would be attracted to him eventually. And then she writes, haha, in parentheses. Oh, yeah. yeah, you tried that too. I did. I believed this and wanted this with all my heart. Meanwhile, my attraction to girls didn't really stop. Mm-mm. I believed acting on your feelings was a sin, but Jesus taught that even lusting after a woman in your heart was wrong. So finding a girl attractive felt as though I was sinning in my heart, which was just as bad. God. Whew, how do you wrestle with all that mm. at such a it's young a age? For yeah, it teenage is. I mean, I, I took all that stuff on too. That's yeah. why I lost so much weight. Yeah. Um, when I was tra- when I was finally figuring out I was a lesbian, I just I weighed like mm, 90 pounds, I guess. Jesus. My senior year of high school. And I was the same height I am now. Wow. Yeah, I was a stick. The fact that I would pray so much and nothing changed and it just got worse and I couldn't control my, quote, flesh. The Bible loves to talk about your flesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was just more guilt to add up onto the big pile. I felt so disgusted with myself. It was such an internal struggle every single day. Then my shelf started to break. That's what kind of happens, doesn't it? I was living this lifestyle for a year, and I slowly started to realize some of the conspiracy theories that were a bit far-fetched, you think? (laughs) And I realized I came to conclusions about them way too quickly. Well, she's going through a lot in this letter. I also found out some of the videos I'd watched that were taught in mainstream Christianity and I had believed to be biblical weren't actually biblical at all. For example, did you know that going to heaven when you die isn't really what the Bible teaches? The Bible talks about the resurrection for the dead over and over again, and somehow I missed it. When I was shown this, something in me changed. I believed I was going to heaven with all my heart, but all of a sudden I realized I was wrong. I had to make a decision to let go of my ego at that moment. I became very critical after this. I wanted to prove everything for myself because I had to be sure I was following and believing the truth. So I started to make sure everything I believed could be backed up with scripture. Through videos and reading more, I started to realize I was wrong about a lot of stuff. Mainstream Christianity was wrong about a lot of stuff, too. What a surprise. She puts Mm -hmm. in parentheses. There is so much cherry-picking and reading out of context. What I believe to be the real message or real doctrine of the Scripture was something that can be referred to as the, quote, Hebrew Roots Movement. Hmm, I haven't heard of that. So next, I began to believe that when you accept Jesus, you become part of Israel— and the law of Moses is still applicable for us today. I believed all these Old Testament laws were good and loving instructions from the Creator on how to live a safe and fulfilled life. This meant I was keeping the Sabbath every Saturday, no homework, no going to the store, etc. Oh, Saturday Sabbaths are the worst. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. That's a popular day to get a lot of stuff done. That's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to pick a Sabbath, at least do it like— Like a Tuesday. Like a, like a Tuesday from, you know— Monday actually would be a Tuesday really good like day. Tuesday from like 7 to 8 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there have been so many times my friends would do something fun, and I didn't go with them because I was keeping the Sabbath. Instead, I would study the Torah all day. That sounds fun. 
I also let go of a lot of food I used to like. So no shrimp, no shellfish, no pork. She puts this in parentheses, no tangy pork chops. LOL. <laughs> That's horrible. Why, why would you stop eating the tangy pork chops? <laughs> uh, for good reason. Clearly, she listens to the podcast. <laughs> Clearly. It's mm, awesome. I stopped celebrating the feasts like Christmas and Easter because they had pagan roots and that wasn't really what God wanted. So basically, I ruined Christmas for me and my parents. That's special. Oh, you must have been a joy. <laughs> yeah. No wooden shoes by the hearth for you. <laughs> <laughs> Next, I wanted to see if it was really true that homosexuality was wrong according to the Bible. In some videos, they would say, there isn't a verse in the Bible that says homosexuality is wrong for us today. It's all about context and culture. If you actually believe homosexuality is wrong, you should stop eating shellfish too. And all I could say to that was, amen, stop eating shellfish. And mm. is it weird to say, don't be so shellfish? Oh, Shall God. <laughs> it's not weird coming from you, <laughs> Mary. <laughs> By the way, you know what's great about me? Oh, what? <laughs> I get to be gay and eat shrimp. Yep. You sure do. All the things. <laughs> and all the wonderful coffee. things in life. Mm-hmm. I truly and honestly tried to keep every law that was applicable for me today. So that's interesting. I kind of want to know what that means, applicable for me today, because there's some crazy crap in the Bible, yeah. like about if your house is moldy, you leave it for seven days. Yeah. How do if you, you come s- back? How and, do you pick and choose what's applicable? Right. Yeah. That's what I'm I'm saying. So Leviticus mm-hmm. has a bunch of laws. If you want to read a bunch of crazy laws that don't seem to be applicable, whatever that means, mm-hmm. you can read Leviticus. So yeah, if your house is moldy, you leave it for seven days, you come back, there's still mold, you burn it. So that doesn't seem very applicable or very wise. I mean, but if you were a true believer, that you would do that. What about when you're renting a townhouse? And, and I mean, if you're a true believer and you own your home. <laughs> and it's a townhouse and you set it on fire, how do you keep the other ones from not burning up too? Well, maybe they have mold too and you're just doing the Lord's work. Okay. Leviticus is crazy shit. Let's it's, just throw it's that some out crazy there. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And all the sacrifices they had to do all the time. Yeah. So I guess that's not applicable. That's my point. How do you figure out what part of the laws? Well, why wouldn't animal sacrifice be applicable? Well, no one does it. I mean, I well, sacrifice it in my stomach. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. So I why guess, don't they do it? So, I don't, not that I'm thinking well, people should, but like, how do you... So like, how, let's say we're eating tangy pork chops. Do we take 10% of our tangy pork chops and set them aside for God somehow? And do you just burn it? To a crisp? Is that how you show reverence to God as you burn? Because God wants you to burn the shit out of pork. And waste your yeah. meat? Is that how you if show? If people are truly Old Testament followers, then yeah, that's what they should do, which is why I'm like, this shit, it's batshit crazy. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So why people hang on to the whole homosexuality thing, which by the way, isn't even in there, um, and forget about all the other shit is yeah. bonkers to me. Well, she goes on to say, you might think that also meant men can't trim their beards and I should stone people and I can't wear clothes with mixed fabrics. But having studied this very critically, I can confidently say a lot of things are taken out of context and have been translated wrong. Okay, that's interesting. I really did my best not to cherry pick and be honest with myself what the text really says, even when it was really hard to accept. I believed I had the truth. I started to see how the whole Bible was connected and everything, the whole story made sense. I felt like I could prove that the Bible was true. My faith wasn't based on tender mercies anymore, and I didn't need heart cell. (laughs) She wouldn't have been a good Mormon. No. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. I would follow this, follow Jesus, the Messiah who kept the law perfectly till the day I died. So that's my question about keeping the law perfectly. Jesus didn't do sacrifices that we know of. Mm Mm-mm. Jesus didn't even have a home to like, you know, burn down if it had mold in it. So well, he was the new law. He brought the new law where the old law went away. So why 
why are people then even worrying about worrying it? about the old yeah, law? If I don't supposedly know. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Religion, get your shit figured out. Make it easier, please. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's tough for Christian religions to believe that everyone's forgiven under Jesus. Mm-hmm. What about the people that continually sin? Sin is sin is sin, according to Scripture, and any sin keeps you out of heaven. So why are people so hell-bent on persecuting the gays when Mm -hmm. actually judging people is a sin? So guess what? You're not going to heaven either. Judging people is something that, you know, judge not lest you be judged, but it wasn't written down in the Ten Commandments. People like to go back to the Ten Commandments. Okay, how about liars? I'm sure people lie. Liars, murderers, all that stuff. Coveting your neighbor's wife. Basically, For some reason, that made it on there. (laughs) I wonder what Brigham Young and Joseph Smith (laughs) thought about that and all the uh, consecutive polygamists in the Mormon church. Well, yeah, how about King David, who sent his friend up to the front line so he could lay lay with Bathsheba? How about that? I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all a bunch of crap. But he was still like a superhero. Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I that guess. he can do that shit. I guess the lesson is that God can use everyone, even sinners. But so then, so why are we still condemning sinners, if that's the case? <sighs> are you trying to make sense of nonsense? <laughs> is that what's going on here? I guess so. Haven't we wow. learned our lesson about mm-hmm. that at this point? I think so. So following Jesus, the Messiah, uh, was my plan, and I believed that was the Creator's plan for me. I would find a man who believed this also and marry him and keep the law, showing our love for God. But as you might assume, it didn't really work out. The gayness in me was hard for me to suppress. In my rebellion, I started playing a video game, which I remembered had some gayness in it. I've missed those gay video games. It must games. be only available in Holland. <laughs> the video game is called Life is Strange. So if anyone wants to uh, play a video game with some gay stuff in it, Life is, is Strange. Mm-hmm. So before we get to part two of her letter, where she's kind of flipping the switch here, mm-hmm. let's take a quick break. Oh, break time. Break time. Mm-hmm. We will be right back. Mm-hmm. We're back. Hi. Hi. Okay, so the video game is called Life is Strange. Playing it made her feel so guilty, she says. It wasn't holy. It wasn't what God wanted for me. She says, I could feel him watching me and being disappointed in me every single time she played the game. God, that's to have that belief that God is always watching you is so creepy. (laughs) It is a little bit creepy. But I didn't stop. I guess she didn't want to stop playing this game. Mm -hmm. The game was about the butterfly effect. Tiny actions have consequences. And it was also about the love of two teenage girls around her age. Mm-hmm. Interesting. When I played the game, I felt every part of it. The girls loved each other so, so much. And when I had finished the game, I felt so conflicted. How could I believe that their love was wrong because one of them wasn't a boy? That's a great point. Yeah, good question. How could I believe that they couldn't live a fulfilled life because they weren't following the law and didn't have Jesus? How could I believe that they would be happier if they both had a husband instead of each other? This messed me up. I was in conflict with emotions and, quote, the truth. Was I putting emotions above the truth? Hmm. This was the hardest moment I have ever been through my life so far. I didn't know what to believe anymore. Wow, it's really young to have such a crisis yeah. in your life. Yeah, and and no one to really talk to. I, I'm pretty sure she didn't talk with yeah. her parents about it. She probably was not in therapy to help work this through. That's a lot. It's a, a lot to take on, for yeah. sure. I wanted to believe the right thing, but I didn't know what that was anymore. I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know what my relationship with God was anymore. I thought I was losing my mind, and I had no one to talk to. If I did, everyone would just say I was losing my mind and tell me to follow their worldview, 
And this applied to the atheist, but also to the believer. So she felt like everybody was trying to pull her in one direction or the other. Being stuck in between two completely different worldviews is insanely hard. You know, I went through that as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. It's super conflicting, you know, and you have to kind of figure that out later. Like, you know, you take the parts that seem to apply to your life based on your past. I mean, we all pretty much go through that. Was I going to follow through and keep on serving God and holding on to our relationship? Or was I going to deny it all, everything that I had learned, every proof I thought I had, and live my own life the way I wanted it? Or was I still not critical enough, and was the proof not really proof at all? It's a lot to struggle with. Yeah. I didn't have anyone to talk to. I couldn't let my parents know I felt like this. So every time I entered a room where they weren't present, I just started crying my eyes out. Oh, poor thing. God, that's a lot. I know. Through this cycle between crying and not knowing anything while trying to study for exams, I slowly started to let go of my faith. Eventually, I watched some videos and I just decided to let it all go, which felt weird, like a relief. But at the same time, it didn't because I had to figure out a lot of stuff again. Who was I really? And what was I going to do with my future? When I thought about how badly I had wanted to have a husband who loved me and had the same faith as me, I asked if I still wanted to have a husband one day, and I started sobbing. I knew the answer. I had always known the answer, but I'd suppressed it. But finally, I was being 100% honest with myself and admitted that I don't want to be with a man. I want to be with a woman. That's a lot to figure out. I mean, gosh, she's figured it out at 16. That's amazing. She says, so that's my story. It's been seven months since my faith crisis. Sometimes I'm still not 100% sure if God is real or if he isn't, but I do know that for me, it doesn't matter anymore. I would rather live a short life and truly love who I want to love and be happy instead of serving a God and living a miserable life, feeling guilty every day for who I am, but still doing it because I think everything will be better in an afterlife I'm not sure even exists. Right now, I am currently in recovery mode and just embracing the gay for a moment and watching and listening to all the gay stuff I couldn't do before. I have only told everything to my best friend, who I have known since kindergarten. I still need to come out to my parents and other friends, though I won't tell my parents everything. Throughout the story, you might have wondered why my parents didn't do anything. The thing is, I hid it all pretty well. My parents are so loving and so protective of me, almost a bit too much sometimes. The only place where I was truly free was inside my own head, and that was something they couldn't protect me from. I can't imagine how much it would hurt them if I told them everything. No one really knew I was that religious. I never told anyone I read the Bible every day, let alone prayed. Some knew I kept Sabbath and ate clean food, but they didn't really care about it or thought I was just picking and choosing stuff to get attention. Boy, were they all wrong. I'm so happy I am part of this generation that is so cool and accepting. I'm so happy I left the faith and I can finally live my life and do the things I love without feeling guilty and having a weight on my shoulder. Now I'm starting to really develop a hate for religion. She has going like 180. She has done so much research Mm -hmm. in such a short time Mm -hmm. to kind of figure this all out. Maybe not hatred for all religion, but the religion that captures your brain and only lets you think a certain way and you can't let go of it. Having said all of the negative... There also has come some positive out of this, and I'm thankful all of it has happened. I have learned so much about myself and about people and the world. I have matured a lot. I've become critical about some things, but also open-minded. I think I have generally become a better person. Even though there's a lot of shit in the Bible, 
There are also some beautiful things, and I am thankful I have learned those parts as well. I've discovered I have a love for philosophy, to be able to think freely, science, to get the facts, and psychology, to understand myself and others better. And I am currently reading books about it. Wow, she is amazing. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Use your words, Shelly. <laughs> she's, she's probably read more books in her 16 years than I have in my entire life. Probably. I wanted to point out to you really quickly that her digging in and trying to experience all of it and searching and finding and then leaving, I think is something that most people who are born into religions don't do. Yeah. I know that I didn't. I didn't even look into it until after I had left my religion because I was kind of hurt by it and my husband was leaving too. Yeah. And I, you know, when I left, I'm not even sure I was thinking I was leaving for good. It was just like, I need a break. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until then that I started actually looking into things and then realizing, oh my gosh, this is batshit crazy and damaging and harmful and it's a bunch of lies. Um, So how many people out there have not questioned their beliefs at all because that's what they were given when they were born? Absolutely. So I'm not surprised this next line. She says, I also somehow managed to ace all my finals in the midst of all of this. (laughs) I'm not surprised at all because I think she's probably super smart. And uh, the fact that she can you know, wrestle with all these concepts, read all this literature, do this soul That's searching. Yeah. yeah. You got a big future there, Jill. You got a bright future ahead of you. Oh, I'm not sure what the future holds, but I am excited. <laughs> you should <laughs> well, be. Well, we're telling you it's bright. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Finally, I want to thank you guys so much. You have been such an inspiration to me and have given me hope. Shelly and all the ex-Mormons, I think you are so strong. I can't imagine what it's like to be raised in something and after 40 years, finally leaving it while everyone around you looks down on you because your lifestyle doesn't match theirs anymore. I'm so sorry, but I'm so happy you have found Mary. Plus, I think you are a cool mom. Oh, that's awesome. You could have birthed her. I, I could have. Yeah, yeah. I have kids older than her. Yep, you sure do. A few of them. And Mary, you don't talk a lot about it, but you also have been through some stuff. You have also tried to pray the gay way and struggled with the internal wrestling but I think you are also so strong that you have decided that it wasn't for you and that you have lived your life the way you want. I admire how you are such a good listening ear for Shelly. I do love that about you, baby. (laughs) Your podcast has helped me process some things and give me a lot to think about. I will gladly continue to listen to it. Love, Jill. Oh, Jill. Jill has impressed me. Yeah, for sure. Wow. What a great letter. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's amazing to go through so much in such a short time. Uh, to me, the other thing is like, be careful of YouTube, kids. <laughs> careful of the tubes. Be careful of what you watch on YouTube. I'm mm-hmm. serious. Kids love YouTube these days. Yeah, for and some take reason. everything. You know, watch what you want. I suppose, but just realize these are all people's opinions. Yep, it's people's opinions, and it's formulate n- your own for sure. That's really good advice. And I don't think any one person has all of the answers. Um, so if you're looking for religion to follow, I mean, first I would say don't do it. But second, if you're insistent <laughs> on it, um, don't just pick one thing and be like, okay, because this one video, I'm going for it. I mean, there's so much out there to learn. And why, if you're interested in learning religion, why close yourself off to just one? Right. There's some lots and lots out there to look into and ultimately choose from. So I think that's what exactly what Jill did. Yeah. Yeah. And where did she end? Out. <laughs> Good job, Jill. You worked your way through it. <laughs> but that doesn't mean she do- isn't necessarily spiritually minded. No, no, no. I don't. I did. I don't mean that at all. I just 
it, to me, it seems like she has done her research and had personal experiences to put her where she is now, which is finding herself, that that needs to come first. Find yourself, you know? Yeah. Because every religion she went through was kind of damning who she was. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't feel good. And I think that's ultimately where people who leave religion net out is they mm. just don't want all the judgment and criticism yeah. for yeah. others and themselves. You yep. know, it's just, it doesn't build anybody up. That side of religion just tears down, doesn't build up. So rejecting the parts that don't build you up and keeping the parts that make you actually feel connected and feel good about yourself and others, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's great. If your religion teaches you that you're better than other people, Mm-mm. ditch it. Throw it in the trash. Yep. Horrible. Don't even recycle it. Just throw that <laughs> shit in the landfill. Set it afloat. Mm-hmm. Set it afloat in the uh, great trash area of the Pacific. Mm-hmm. What do they call that? Trash reef? Trash, trash reef. Like trash that. island? What is it? I don't know. Uh, but that's where those remember. kind of religions belong, except for I wouldn't want them polluting the ocean. So let's, let's, <laughs> let's put them somewhere else. Let's put them in landfill. Yeah, or we can just incinerate them. Oh, okay. How about we do that? Okay. Less waste. I like it. Of course, we now we're putting CO2 in the air. Oh my God, we God, just we can't. can't win. We cannot win. <sighs> <laughs> Lord. We'll bury it under a tree. Maybe the tree will be fertilized. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, can't you take the ashes and put it in under a tree? Yeah. In fact, I think there's some burial stuff. Yeah, like, well, let's yeah. do that with all these bonker mm-hmm. religions that are judgmental let's and bury hateful. it under a tree and maybe something good will grow like out of it. Like a huge ass redwood. Are those the biggest trees? Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you took all the crap religions <laughs> and got their ashes, yeah, we'd grow redwoods. Okay. From religion to redwoods. <laughs> a new book by Shelly Johnson. <laughs> it's like three minutes. Or it's a three-minute three read. pages. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we, I think, are out of time. Yeah. I don't think we need to add any, any more letters to no. today. We'll save. Yeah, save we'll up save for them. next week. Uh, this was a good one. I enjoyed it. I really did. Enjoyed yeah. it. It gives me hope for... The teenagers that have this desire to learn and know. I love that uh, teenagers can think for themselves, mm-hmm. you know? I don't mm-hmm. think we have to spoon-feed every single thing to young people. That's really how you don't. ruin young people, yeah. is by spoon-feeding everything. I agree. Yep. So, go for it. Come to your own conclusions. That's right. Good job, Jill. And ace your exams. Wow. Yes. Amazing. I love Jill. I love Jill. I love, I love Jill. Let's let's go to Holland and visit Jill. Okay. Okay. We'll do that. <laughs> okay, well, we'll wrap this one up for this yep. week. Talk to y'all again soon. Alrighty. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye.